We continue to thank our sponsor, Ortho Laser Orthopedic Laser Centers. They continue to offer MLS MA technology for chronic and acute orthopedic pain as an alternative source to opioids and possibly even avoiding surgery. The franchises continue to spread across the country. It's an amazing opportunity for orthopedic surgeons and doctors and even medical device reps to become part of the growing technology. Ortho Laser Milwaukee and Ortho Laser Rochester just opened. We have another five in the queue. Come and join the Ortho Laser franchise family. Hashtag follow the fro. From medical media, this is The Ortho Show. Hello world, Dr. Scott Sigmund, your favorite opioid-sparing orthopedic surgeon here for another episode of the Ortho Show podcast, where we bring you the best of the best in the orthopedic world. We're going to sunny California with a dear friend of mine, Dr. Nir Avameen, who's an orthopedic surgeon, who's uh, part of the Restore Orthopedic Group with some of our favorite doctors, Dr. Steve Mora, Dr. Mike uh, Gilman as well. So we've got some heritage there, and uh, we're just thrilled to have you on, Nir Av. How are you, man? I'm good, Scott. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it to be on the legendary ortho show. Yeah, we're moving ourselves around. We're doing great, man. We're so excited about this show. We really, we've got amazing people like yourself who come on and share their stories and our listenership is growing almost every day and uh, it's all good. Thank you for the recognition and thank you for uh, for joining us. So I probably want to roll right into probably what's the hottest topic right now, which is poor Tiger Woods. I mean, what a what a disaster for him in this situation at this point. And you do a lot of this broken bone stuff. So I thought it would be pretty cool to just sort of talk a little bit about, you know, what his injuries are and really what the, what the real expectations are uh, moving forwards for him. You know, everybody's like, oh, yeah, he'll be back. He'll be back. But th- this is a pretty devastating injury. You know, I'm, none of us, none of us have seen the x-rays. I want to be pretty clear about that. There's no HIPAA issue here. And really what we're talking about is just in relative terms what other people that have had similar injuries have experienced. And so what do you what do you heard? What's the word on the street down there about what's happening? You know, Scott, a uh, challenging scenario, right? Uh, number one, uh, prayer, thoughts and prayers out uh, to the Tiger and the family. Um, I, I think when you think about a, uh, a trauma to that level with uh, multiple open fractures, I think the complexity of the injuries and the soft tissue along with the, the bony work that is needed to have a recovery is one thing. But we're talking about an elite athlete trying to get to a level that is unparalleled in the history of golf or arguably one of the best. Um, when you think about the trauma injuries that he had, and um, to be fair, even to myself, I'm not a traumatologist by trade. I do take call it a trauma center. Um, so I am familiar with the injuries. It seems like he's had an open fracture of a tibia of some sort that's been rotted. Um, and that's been confirmed by multiple uh, news outlets. And then it sounds like he's had a fasciotomy um, of that same extremity. Um, the unclear part, at least from my uh, knowledge, is that there is some kind of tailor, tailless fracture Unclear if he had a subtalar dislocation or what kind of talus fracture was involved, but it, there is some involvement of the talar bone as well. I think based on all those injuries that we can do deduce, um, I think number one, it's important to understand on the open fracture side. Uh, Alex Smith is probably the similar uh, injury who had an open tibia fracture 
who underwent multiple surgeries uh, with the team out of Washington, Robin West and the orthopedic team there. And look, he, I, I think uh, last I checked, he had 21 or 22 orthopedic injuries before he kind of cleared the woods. So I, I think, number one, it's important to understand there's, there's going to be challenges to his recovery. So I think golf is definitely on the back burner of his recovery. Yeah, I mean, we always like to explain this stuff because my mother's listening to me, so we got to give them some some baseline <laughs> sure. here. So, so fasciotomies is like what happens is if you think like almost like a sausage, all your muscles are inside this really closed-in area. And when you have an injury like this, you can get bleeding and increased pressure. When that happens, then basically blood flow doesn't get in, and you can have death of the tissues. And so what they do is they basically cut open the sausage casing to allow the pressure to come off to allow. And that's a real, you know, it's a super important thing to do because you can actually lose a limb with these types of open tibia fractures with high energy injuries like this. Uh, And again, you know, want to be clear about this to our audience, neither Dr. Amin or myself have seen x-rays or know specifics of this. It's really, really been more about our, our past history over, you know, decades of treating these types of fractures. And, uh, you know, so and then you're right. Then he's got the count, the issue as far as the foot fractures going on as well. So it's a this is a devastating blow for him. And there's really, really no way to do, we're, we're hoping he keeps his leg and he's able to walk and be able to you know be, live a normal life moving forwards, much less play golf. And then, you know, you and I share another, you know, real great passion, which we're going to move into in a little bit. But, you know. He's got a history of substance use disorder, and, and so now he's going through this this horrible, you know, injury, which is so incredibly painful. And then the question is, how are they going to manage that? You know, what are they going to do for for alternatives and stuff? So, talk to me a little bit about what you would do if you have a patient that rolls in that's got a trauma, that's got a history of substance use disorder. How are you going to treat them for these very painful interventions that we're talking about? You know, Scott, that's a great question, right? Um, When someone has a history of opioid addiction or substance abuse, and then on top of this, you compound it by open fractures. uh, And as you mentioned earlier too, right, uh, fasciotomies where you're talking about releasing the sausage in the muscle, right, just so you can have blood flow. I think the most important thing to think about also is preliminarily prior to even being evaluated in the hospital, there could be potential... um, where the compartment is already starting to get tighter or so forth. So there's a lot of things that are unknown to you and I. When you get to that level of pain and then you need fixation on top of it, so there's not only the injury type of pain, but outside of that, you have now the surgical pain that we're in, inducing on top of the injury pain. I think it's really important to talk about a multimodal approach. I think you who's championed the multimodal approach more than anyone I know, it's important to understand that the first mechanism or first line of treatment is not treating these patients with an opioid, right? It's getting an analgesic aboard and getting multi-levels of analgesia aboard, whether it be going down the Cox pathway, going down the Tylenol pathway, going down multiple levels of pathways, including gabapentins and all kinds of pathways that could potentially help minimize his need for an opioid postoperatively. I think clear cut based on the injuries that he sustained, he may need some level of higher analgesia, unknown to the level, again, of what we have. But I think it's really important to start to monitor these patients really closely so you don't tail back into the opioid substance abuse that you've had in the past. I think one thing I will add to, Scott, remember, he had a microdiscectomy in December of last year as well. So he's very close to coming off a spinal surgery recovery as well. So there's a lot of things going on in his care that are really happening in a really quick environment. Yeah, I mean, we're just hopeful that the doctors are all on board with that. And I mean, the good news is sort of this opioid sparing multimodal 
And when we talk about multimodal, we're, we're, really what we're describing is to try and provide a lot of different medications that work in different ways, all of which can help with pain, but are not necessarily addictive or have the addictive potential that opioids have. I mean, there's going to be a role for opioids, most likely for Tiger Woods, given the extent of his injuries. He's going to require some 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 pain relief. There are regional uh, anesthetics that can be done, nerve blocks that can be done as well, which can also help out. So there's a lot of ways in which they hopefully can provide him the pain relief that he looks for, but hopefully get him off any opioids quickly as, as quickly as possible to, to sort of get him in, in the in the right frame of mind for healing. So, yeah, I mean, devastating blow for him. He was hoping to play in the Masters. It really, I mean, it was one of my favorite moments, you know, this past the Masters before when Tiger made his comeback and was really able to win again and, and with his kids in there. It was just really amazing to watch. So, hey, man, look, this was great. Really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to come and share some really worthwhile information for our listeners here at the Ortho Show, we bring you the best of the best, and Dr. Nirav Amin is absolutely one of those best, so it's a great great honor to have you on the show today. Hey, Scott, thanks for having me. I always appreciate it. Always a pleasure chatting with you. My pleasure, Dr. Scott Sigmund, hashtag follow the fro, host of the Ortho Show. Till next time. 